Hello, you're listening to the New York City Tales podcast with your host, Jessica. You also may know me as New Wave Rocker J on YouTube. Join me as you hear real life stories about New York City from your urban crib keeper. Today's episode is about 9-11. On September 11, 2001, a series of coordinated terrorist attacks were carried out by the extremist group Al-Qaeda in the United States. The attacks targeted the World Trade Center in New York City and the Pentagon near Washington, D.C. In New York City, two hijacked commercial airplanes, American Airlines Flight 11 and United Airlines Flight 175, were thrown into the north and south towers of the World Trade Center, causing both towers to collapse within hours. Another hijacked plane, American Airlines Flight 77, crashed into the Pentagon, the headquarters of the United States Department of Defense in Arlington, Virginia. A fourth plane, United Airlines Flight 93, also hijacked, was headed for a target in Washington, D.C., but crashed into a field in Pennsylvania after passengers attempted to regain control of the aircraft. The attacks resulted in the deaths of nearly 3,000 people and caused immense destruction and emotional trauma. The event led to significant changes in the U.S. and global security policies, the war on terror, the invasion of Afghanistan to dismantle al-Qaeda and remove the Taliban regime, as well as the implementation of various security measures to prevent future attacks. It's been 22 years since 9-11. It almost seems like it was yesterday that the Twin Towers were part of the New York City skyline. In travel brochures, they were deemed the closest some of us will ever get to heaven. My parents had the privilege of going up on the towers in 1989 when they first arrived as immigrants in New York City. My sister and I didn't get the opportunity to go, but we did end up going to the shopping mall near the World Trade Center in 1999. As a native New Yorker, discussing 9-11 often evokes a mix of emotions that are deeply personal and complex. The events of that day left an enduring mark on the city's collective memory, representing a profound loss and a stark reminder of vulnerability. Today's story is about what happened on that fateful day through the eyes of a seven-year-old. Yours truly. Where do I begin? The day before September 11th was my sister's 11th birthday. We were celebrating at my aunt's house. As I was eating my Happy Meal from McDonald's, I felt a strange feeling in the pit of my stomach, like something terrible was going to happen the next day. But I reassured myself that it was nothing, so I brushed off the premonition. After the birthday party, I went home with my sister and my parents. We were both wearing matching Powerpuff Girls pajamas. On the way home, we witnessed a surreal moment. We saw a group of Islamic men celebrating in a white limousine. They drove past us rapidly and disappeared into the horizon. Why were they in such a festive mood? To this day, I don't know. On the afternoon of September 11th, I was in my second grade classroom. My teacher was reading a story out loud to the students on the carpet, until suddenly, the PA system boomed. One by one, the students were called to go home. I was happy because I didn't want to be there, yet I found it strange. Why is everyone going home? Finally, my name was called. My mom came to pick me up in the school lobby. She had a troubled expression on her face. What's going on? I asked. She didn't answer my question and instead told me we had to pick up my sister from middle school. Things got even more hectic as we approached the middle school. There were so many parents picking up their kids. All I could hear through their conversations is that something happened in lower Manhattan. We picked up my sister who was just as clueless as I was. Once we got home, my mom turned on the TV. The first tragic news of the day, the World Trade Center had been hit by two planes. My mom was calling my dad and wanted him to come home. At the time, my dad was studying at 
community college, all classes had been cancelled. There was a long line of people waiting to use the payphones to call their families. My dad claimed he could see a huge cloud of smoke covering Manhattan from Long Island City. There was limited bus service, but luckily he was able to come home in an hour. We spent that entire afternoon glued to our television sets. All news stations were covering what was happening at the World Trade Center as the towers fell and the debris fell on top of people. A lot of people were screaming. The news reporters also were running for their lives as the towers crumbled. Firefighters and policemen ventured forth into the towers to rescue some people. For others, they had no choice but to jump to their deaths. It was one of the most catastrophic events that I've ever seen. Once the towers finally collapsed that evening, our spirits were crushed. The devastating terrorist attacks on 9-11 not only claimed thousands of innocent lives, but also triggered a wave of fear, grief, and anger. In response, the United States launched the war on terror, leading to military engagements in Afghanistan and Iraq. Domestic security measures were significantly heightened, leading to the establishment of the Department of Homeland Security and the implementation of the USA Patriot Act. The attacks also fostered a renewed sense of unity among Americans and increased focus on counter-terrorism efforts. Before 9-11, you could walk into an airport when you were on vacation and there would be no TSA. Every day was a party back in the 90s. It was like living in a dream. Sometimes I wonder if the good old days ever happened. However, I don't like to idealize the past anymore because it's not like things were perfect back then. There were still problems, but maybe I was too young to understand. We took those days for granted when the economy was very good and there were jobs readily available and we had little to no problems. Those times will never come back. The turn of the millennium is often associated with new beginnings and a sense of transformation. People were not only excited about technological advancements, but also the potential for positive change in society, culture, and personal lives. The Y2K space aesthetic tapped into this sentiment by offering visions of a bright and exciting future. This era, the late 90s and early 2000s, was envisioned as a time when fashion design and popular culture would embrace a futuristic and space-themed aesthetic characterized by sleek metallic surfaces, neon lights, and minimalist lines, and references to space travel and exploration. It was expected that this aesthetic would be influenced by the rapid advancement of technology and the idea that the new millennium would bring about revolutionary changes in various aspects of life. Unfortunately, that future never happened due to 9-11, the collapse of the dot-com bubble, and the housing bubble. All hope and optimism went out the window as America entered the war in the Middle East. Soon after, the country began to decay and experience an economic recession. And we are still in an economic recession as of today. So what really happened on 9-11? According to the U.S. government, it was terrorists who were responsible for the 3,000 deaths that happened that day. But as I grew older and I began to do my research, I figured out that there were a lot of inconsistencies in the official 9-11 report, which paved the way for the 9-11 Truth Movement. And this movement is a loosely affiliated group of individuals and organizations that question the official account of the September 11, 2001 terrorist attacks in the United States. Advocates within this movement contend that there are unanswered 
unanswered questions and inconsistencies in the government's explanation of the events surrounding 9-11, including claims of controlled demolitions, alleged government involvement, and assertions that the attacks were a pretext for subsequent wars. While the movement has prompted discussions and investigations into certain aspects of the attacks, the mainstream consensus among experts and authority remains that the 9-11 attacks were carried out by the Al-Qaeda terrorists as described in the 9-11 Commission report. The movement has generated controversy and has been criticized for promoting conspiracy theories that lack credible evidence. However, in my sincerest opinion, I do not believe that these are conspiracy theories, that there is something very fishy about the official 9-11 report and there's a lot of inconsistencies, especially about Building 7 and other things that are very strange. I also believe that 9-11 was planned because there were a lot of television shows and a lot of films that predicted that something horrible would happen in 9-11. And there's also this other guy who came up with the Illuminati card game. And in that game, there is a card that shows an attack on the World Trade Center, which predicted 9-11. So there's a lot of creepy things out there. A lot of, a lot of things that really don't make sense that are beyond belief. I am not here to impose my opinion. I strongly suggest you do your own research and you come up to your own conclusions and figure it out for yourself whether 9-11 was staged or was it for real. I believe life is cyclical. In order for the good times to happen, there must be bad times. Hard times create strong men. Strong men create good times. Good times create weak men. And weak men create hard times. As we go forward, let us never forget the lessons of 9-11. Let us remember the victims and their families. Let us honor their courage and sacrifice. And let us continue to work together to build a better future for all. Thank you for listening to New York City Tales podcast. Stay tuned next month for another episode. Don't forget to check out my YouTube channel as well and subscribe. See you next time.